once a year, once a year this day comes around, Mother's Day. It seems kind of strange since every day we should be thanking and uplifting mothers. Can I get an amen? Amen. Without mothers, the world would literally cease to exist. Mothers play an intricate role in God's creation. Ladies, do you realize that the amazing way God has created you is that you get to be the one out of all of creation that brings children into the world. Without children, without, without infants, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have anything to celebrate today. Yes, of course, animals and can reproduce in this world, but you women, image bearers of God yourself, created in God's image, are the only ones who can bring children that bear God's image into this world. No angel above or demon below, no other creature on this earth can bring into existence a child that bears God's image. You alone. Well, with a little help from God, the giver of life, and a little tiny bit of help from your husband, but you mothers give life to those that bear God's image, and that's something to celebrate. That's why we celebrate mothers. The sacrifice you make to bring that life into existence, to nurture them, to take care of them, to raise them up, those sacrifices often go unnoticed by our husband, your friends, your family, even your children don't recognize the sacrifices you make for them. But I want to remind you that your Father in Heaven sees every single sacrifice you've made on behalf of your children and your families. You are not forgotten. Your Father in Heaven knows that every day is Mother's Day, and He looks down upon you and says, Well done. Good job. Keep going. You can do it. Today we honor and celebrate the sacrifices that you ladies make to be moms. The world and our society tries so hard to create men and women equal in ability. But what gets lost is the uniqueness of how God has created you to be different, to have amazing abilities and giftings. God created you with women with things that men we will never be able to do. Our society lifts up success in the workplace, success as riches, success in, in all sorts of areas, while at the same time putting down the role and responsibility and importance of motherhood the glory of motherhood. Today we are here to celebrate and lift up mothers, for it's a high, high calling worthy of honor. As we think about Mother's Day, we also recognize that there are some in our faith family who never got the opportunity to have children of their own. There are some women here or watching online who God called into singleness for the majority of your life or all of your life. And that's okay. That's wonderful as well. The Bible says that the gift of singleness is good. That God gives the gift of singleness to certain people so that they can better serve the Lord. So if you're one of those women who have never got the opportunity um, to have your own children, just remember God has and had an amazing and wonderful plan for you as well. His plan was to give you the gift of singleness so that you could better serve the Lord without the constraints of marriage, without having to worry about your husband's needs and desires. He has given you the gift of singleness so that you could serve the Lord without the time constraints and energy constraints of having children that it takes to raise them. And there's some of you here who have been married and God kept the womb closed and that was part of his plan as well. If you look back at your life, hopefully you can see that when you were mothers to children, not of the flesh and blood, but the children around you, in your church, in your families, in your neighborhoods, you can be a mother without giving birth. You can be a spiritual mother, and that's, worth, that's important and worth celebrating as well. For where a mother physically gives birth and life to a child, you, who God never gave that opportunity, can give spiritual life to people all throughout your life, and that's worth celebrating. 
So as we think about Mother's Day and the life that each of you have given to your children, physical or spiritual, we think about legacies. The legacy you mothers invest in your children, that's what that video was about, looking at the legacy of how moms have impacted their children with love, the attributes of God, and the goodness of God. Today we are quickly going to look at the book of Ruth and see two women who made choices and how those choices led, left their legacy behind for all eternity. Just like you mothers, the choices you make from the moment you rise in the morning to the evening when you lay your head, those choices have an opportunity to leave a legacy that lasts for eternity. And since we're going to talk about leaving a legacy, we should define it. In the dictionary, legacy is defined as a things from the past that have long-lasting impact on the future. We're going to put that into our context and define legacy as the choices you make and the lasting impact they have on others. That's what we mean when we're talking about legacy with our family, with our children, the choices that you make every day in and out as moms and the lasting impact they have on others. That's the legacy you're leaving behind. In the world, we can have good and bad legacies. War, for example, can leave a bad legacy. Trauma, scars from war, that the things from the past that happened on that, to that soldier has a lasting impact on their future. Psychologically, it can be labeled as PTSD sometimes. And we also have good legacies, though. Love and care that someone received in the past impacts their present and their future. And so we have these good and bad legacies, and those legacies are defined by the choices we make and how we incorporate the Lord and follow the Lord as we walk out this life with him. We're going to talk about the good things, though, that we do to affect your children and how they will impact your children in the future, because you mothers are legacy makers. Today, I want to encourage you, each and every one of you, and remind you that what you do every moment with your children is an opportunity for you to leave a legacy. And that's why you mothers play one of the most essential roles in your children's lives. You're affecting, you're affecting their future. In the book of Ruth, we're going to see how Ruth's choices left a legacy that in the future led to the Messiah, Jesus Christ. So before we dive into the, the overview of Ruth, let us pray. Lord, we thank you for mothers. We thank you for how impactful they have been in our lives and how important they are to our lives. And we just pray that you would strengthen every single mother here. You would encourage every single mother. You would e equip all of us, Father, to love each other better and to know you more. Um, we thank you for this time and this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're quickly going to glance over the book of Ruth so that we have a grounded in the word as we talk about being legacy makers. Some of you have read the book of Ruth. If you haven't, I would encourage you to. It's literally four chapters. It'll take you all about ten minutes to read. But it's a powerful story of redemption. It's squeezed there in the history books of the Old Testament. It's a true story happening during the time of the judges, and it starts off where most books start, chapter 1. And it starts with a couple that lives in Israel, in the town of Bethlehem. That might sound familiar to you. And at this time of history, a famine hits the land, and say, Naomi, one of the main characters in the story, along with her husband, leave Bethlehem and travel to a land of Moab. This is a foreign land. The Moabites were at times actually enemies of the Israelite people, but because of this famine, Naomi and her husband bring their two sons down to Moab. In Moab, Naomi's husband dies. With her husband's death, chapter 1 says her two sons take wives, one named Ruth and one named Ophrah. Then ten years after the death of her husband, her two sons die. 
So now living in a foreign land, you have this old lady named Naomi and her two widowed daughters, Ruth and Ophrah. Things are not looking very good for these ladies at the moment. So Naomi is left with no choice. She must return to her people. As Naomi makes this choice that she's going to return to Israel, she looks at her widowed daughter-in-law, Ophrah, and she looks at her widowed daughter-in-law, Ruth, and with tears in her eyes, she tells them, I have nothing to offer you. I have no husband or sons, no land, nothing to give you. And Naomi begs them to go back to their mother and their father, to go back to the people and find a new husband. This is an easy, that's the easy choice. That would be the easy path to take. And Naomi's daughter-in-law, Ophrah, she takes it. Ophrah returns to her people. She abandons this old lady and leaves and goes home. But Ruth, Ruth makes a choice that changes her destiny forever and leaves behind a powerful legacy. Ruth decides to go with Naomi. Ruth actually grabs onto Naomi and says, No, your God is my God. Your people are my people. Ruth says, Nothing but death will separate her and Naomi. That's how faithful Naomi is, or Ruth is being to Naomi. And so Ruth joins Naomi on the long, difficult, challenging journey from Moab to Bethlehem. They eventually make it to Bethlehem, and Ruth goes out into the field to harvest and try and gather some food and eat as well, to eat and sell. While Ruth is in the field, the owner, a man named Boaz, comes by. Once Boaz learns about Ruth and the legacy she has made so far by her faithfulness and goodness towards Naomi, Boaz goes up to her. In chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Boaz is saying to Ruth and is like, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me. And how you left your father and mother in your native land and came to the people that you did not know before. Boaz heard about what Ruth did and acknowledged it. Your father in heaven, ladies, knows exactly what you've done, the sacrifices you've made, the trials and the joys you've been through. And he looks at you and we're going to go into a blessing later from the next verse in Ruth chapter or 2 verse 12, but to be encouraged that just as Boaz saw Ruth, God sees you. And because of the choices Ruth made, she left the legacy behind. And Boaz shows her extreme favor, actually. He says, okay, you don't have to actually go behind my servants. You can be with my servants. I'm going to give you some extra food, more than she could ever imagine. These choices that Ruth made were part of her legacy. What she had done, what she endured, how she remained faithful to Naomi and to the Lord is part of the legacy she left behind. This was all a big choice for Ruth. All throughout the story, Ruth has been making choices after choices that are leaving a legacy of faithfulness and courage. The story doesn't end there, though. Ruth and Boaz get married, they conceive a child, and this child becomes the grandfather of King David. Ruth was a legacy maker. She becomes the grandma of King David. You see, Ruth had to make choices not to return Mo to, to Moab and her family. Ruth had to make choices to serve God and be with Naomi. Ruth had to make choices to make the journey back to Israel. Ruth had to make choices to go into the field and harvest. Ruth had to make choices to present herself to Boaz for marriage. Ruth had to make choices to allow the opportunity of conception to happen. And in turn, the legacy she left behind is she is the grandma to King David. These choices create a legacy, and that legacy didn't actually stop with King David. If you know anything about the lineage of Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, we know that King David is in the family order of Jesus Christ. That makes Ruth Jesus' great-great-grandma 15 generations removed. Matthew chapter 1, 
genealogy of Jesus, verse 5, it talks about Boaz, and Boaz gives birth to Obed, and Obed's mother, it says in the genealogy there, was Ruth. She's named by name. I think there's only four women in, in the whole of that Jesus' genealogy that are named, and Ruth is one of them. You see, Ruth, Ruth and Ophrah were both widows. Both were daughters-in-law to Naomi. One, Ophrah, chose to return to her people, abandon her duty to Naomi, and forsake Naomi's God, Yahweh. On the other hand, Ruth chose again and again and again to be faithful to Naomi and follow the Lord, and her choices defined her legacy. Ruth was a legacy maker. And that's what I want to touch on today, folks. That's what I want to remind you mothers of today and encourage you strengthen you, challenge you, and equip you to be all that you can be by the power of the Lord Jesus as you live for him. Each and every one of you, mothers, is called to be a legacy maker. As you raise your children and you invest in them faithfulness, as you invest in them godliness, as you invest in them truth, as you pour your love over them, the futures are shaped, their futures are shaped by your actions. Remember, Legacy is defined by the choices you make and the lasting impact they have on others. As mothers, there is nobody more impactful in the life of children than you. You have the choice to leave a lasting impact of positivity, love, godliness that will affect your children forever. Everything you do, mothers, is important. From the small tasks you do day in and day out, the thousandth time you're doing the dishes or changing a diaper, everything, from the loads of laundry, from the school activities to the sporting events, the way you interact with your children, even by simply being with them, is investing a legacy into their lives. Here's the reality. We don't know what our children will become. We don't know who our children will be in the future. We don't know, even know where they're going to end up. But we can't even control those things. What we can control what you control, mother, is how you invest in your children while they are with you. And the reality is how you choose to invest in them will define your legacy. That's the weight of motherhood. That's the joy of motherhood. It's amazing to think about the fact that God trusts us parents to raise the next generation. And mothers, you are some of the most influential people in the child's life. So good job. Well done. When you get tired, think about the lasting legacy you want to leave with them. When you get down and burdened with stress, think about the lasting legacy you want to invest in your children. It's so easy to get stuck in the day-to-day -day activities, and the devil wants to keep you so focused there and so drained and so burdened there that you don't remember that what you're doing is making a difference for tomorrow and leaving a legacy for eternity. Each and every one of you is a legacy maker, and so make the most of it. Young women, watching online or here today without children, let me speak to you for a moment. You most likely will be called one day to be a mother. Will you be ready? The choices that you make today shape what kind of mother you are tomorrow. You gotta set habits now. You gotta get routines now. Start praying now. Start reading your Bibles now because the years to come, when you're holding a little baby in your arm and you're chasing after another one, it's gonna be so hard to get those routines in place, to get those habits in place It'll be so much more difficult to get the foundations of prayer and reading in your Bible. So start now. You must set them now. When you become a mother, you'll be ready to maintain your relationship with Jesus so that you can invest your energy that God gives you into your children and be a legacy maker. To all moms, sometimes it feels like you don't make a difference in your children's lives at all. When they don't call you, 
when they don't seem to care that you're around, when they don't seem to need you and they're so self-sufficient. Please remember, though, that no matter what you do, they will always need you. What you do will always matter. The big and the small part of your interaction with your children is part of the legacy you're leaving behind. They might not recognize the sacrifice and love that you're investing in them now, especially some teenagers and middle schoolers, but one day the fruit of your efforts will blossom and they'll call you up when they're 25 years old and be like, Mom, I had no idea how amazing you were. Thank you so much. And they'll be forever grateful. It starts with diapers. It starts with bottles. Pray while you're doing those things. Worship while you're changing diapers and, and cleaning the bottles because those are small investments that will eventually make dividends in the future. Peek your head into your kids' rooms when they're older and say, Hey, kiddo, I love you. They might throw something at you and say, Mom, get out of my room! But they'll still appreciate it and you're planting seeds of love right there in their heart that will eventually blossom into something grand. All those miles driving kids around remembering, remember those are the times that they can't get away from you. <laughs> They're stuck. Use that time to talk with them, to love them. Each and every conversation is growing a bond you have with them and that bond can be instrumental in your salvation journey. As you drop them off at school and activities, take a moment and watch them walk away. And while they do, pray for them. It's so easy to drive off to the next, next activity you have, but take a moment, watch them walk away, and pray a blessing over them. If we believe in the power of prayer, then let us take every opportunity to pray for our kids because those prayers can shape their future. And when you become a grandma, please remember that does not mean you stop being a mom. Even when the kids are out of your house and living their own lives, you still have opportunities to make investments in their lives that will leave a legacy for them. Finish strong. Some of you are in the final stages of being mothers and you're nearing the end of your life. Those are the moments, there's still moments to invest in them and leave a legacy, so finish the race strong. Please remember, no, no matter what stage of motherhood you are in, the choices you make shape the legacy you're leaving behind. The impact you have on the lives of your children and those around you is shaped by the day-to-day -day choices. The world tells us to invest financially in 529s and create these stable environments for our kids. That can be wise. But if we choose the financial investments over the love, care, and spiritual investments that we can invest in our kids, there will be consequences. So when the choices arise and you have opportunities on how to invest in your kid's life, to attend a certain event or to work extra hours, to make a phone call or to remain silent. Take the moment and pause. Ask the Holy Spirit, say, Lord, how do you want me to invest in my kids today? Your children need your time, your love, and your energy more than they need any amount of money. In the story of Ruth, she left a legacy of faithfulness to God and love for her mother-in-law, Naomi. Each one of you is leaving a legacy behind. Ruth depended on the Lord. There was a dangerous journey. It was unknown. No, she didn't know what was going to happen, but she depended on the Lord. And I want to encourage you, mothers, lean into Jesus. He is the one who can give you the strength to love your children. He is the one who can take the burdens of stress and life away. The greatest investment you can ever make is to invest in your relationship with Jesus. For from your relationship with Jesus will flow all the love, peace, and joy into your children. Through the Holy Spirit, you make a legacy that lasts for eternity. 
We think about Mother's Day. I think about how amazing each and every one of you are. I'm, Tiffany and I are so honored and blessed to be part of this faith family. And every time I get to hang out with all of you, but specifically today I'm focusing on mothers, I'm amazed at the journeys you've been on, the struggles, the triumphs you've had. You mothers are doing the most important job in this world. Whether you stay at home and raise the kids or go to work and then raise them when you're not at work. What you do when you spend time with your kids, you're investing in them is the most important thing you'll ever do with your life. So if you're here today and you're tired of being a mom and just want a break, please remember that God has ordained you. He has called you. He has equipped you and created you for motherhood. And if God calls you to be a mother, that means he will help you. He will walk with you. He will strengthen you to accomplish the work of being a mom that he set before you. He will walk with you and help you be a mother. Lean into the promises of God. If you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And when you're near to Jesus, it's a lot easier to walk into motherhood. Don't try to be a mother on your own. You have a husband who wants to support you. You have a God who is longing to walk with you. That's the beauty. God is walking with you. You're not doing this alone. Whether your husband supports you in all the ways that you want or not, God is here to support you. And husbands, I do want to take a moment to talk to you because you're legacy makers too. And I'm going to talk straight to you for a moment here because it's Mother's Day and I have this opportunity to do this for you husbands. I love you husbands, but I also, your wives are my sister and I love them too. You need to support your wife. And that doesn't mean simply going to work to get a paycheck. It takes a man to be a husband. It takes a man to be a father. Any boy can go get a paycheck. There's a, 40, there's, there's a lot of 40-year-old boys in this world who go to work and come home and let their wives do all the investing in their families, all the work at home, all the investing in their kids and their children. Man up. You're an investor, and far more than financial gains, you are an investor into the legacy, destiny, and future of all those in your household. Your wife is looking for your support and your leadership in your house. Your wife is looking for you to support and strengthen her. If all you do to support your wife is get a paycheck then you're failing as a husband and a father. She needs your time, your energy, your care, your love, your words of encouragement. They are your children too. Spend time with them, care for them, lay down your life for your wife and your children. That's what Christ has called us to. That's the highest calling as husbands that God has called us to. He says, love your wives as Christ loves the church and lay down his life for it. As husbands, it's our responsibility to lay down our lives for our wives. Our hobbies must die. Our dreams must die if, if they are not in alignment with the will of God for you and your family. Because there's a lot of entertainment in this world. There's a lot of fun activities that we as men can do. But we are not called to be sons of God, soldiers of the king, fathers and husbands, simply to have fun. We're called by God to be legacy makers. And as husbands, the Lord has commanded us to lay down our lives for our wives if we're more focused on our life, our job, our hobbies, our joys, than we are our wives and our children, then we need to reevaluate our priorities. On Mother's Day, we as husbands and men honor our wives and women in our lives. But I want to remind you, husbands, that every single day is Mother's Day. Every single day, find something to thank your wife for. Every single day, find something to encourage her with. We do have work, that's society, that's the world we live in, and that means that you have less time with your kids if you're the working person in your family. And that will mean your wives most likely will have more time because we're working. That's okay. 
That means, though, that she is the one who's around the children the most. And by encouraging her and strengthening her, you're actually investing in your kids through the care and support you're offering your wife. So that's, that's my little challenge to husbands. Wives, if your husbands do not love you the way Christ loves you, I'm sorry. That's not the way God designed us to be. But the Bible says you do have a husband. If you're in a relationship with Jesus, you have a husband who is perfect, and his name is Jesus Christ. He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to live with you. He is the perfect husband. And in light of Jesus, your perfect husband, pray for your husband that he may be perfect as Christ is perfect. I hope this message was encouraging. Please note that if your activities seem pointless with your kids and your family, they're not. What you're doing, moms, every single moment with your children is an opportunity for you to invest in their lives and leave behind that legacy. We can't take anything with us. The only thing we get to do is leave everything behind in this world. So when you lay your head on your deathbed someday, can you reflect on your life as a mom, as a wife, as a sister, as a daughter of God, and be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I did all I could. I invested all I had to invest. I left it all at the feet of Jesus to do with as he wants. I pray every single one, every single one of you will be at peace when you lay your head on that pillow in your deathbed because you know that you loved your children as much as you could, that you cared for them in all the ways you were capable of. Some of us today are missing our moms because they've passed away. Remember her today. Remember that legacy she has left behind. That's what the video was all about. I think we'll be posting it on our Facebook page and YouTube page so you'll be able to watch that and be encouraged later. Remember our mother's legacy. If you're older and have regrets of the way you invest in your children or failed to invest in your children, know that God is bigger than our failures and it's not too late. Redemption comes from the cross. Turning your regret into prayer, turning your lost opportunity into prayer. It doesn't matter what stage of motherhood you're in, prayer is the most important investment you can pour into your children. Maybe some of you don't have a good relationship with your mom. She wasn't a believer maybe, even if she was, maybe she didn't love you the way she should. Maybe she didn't care for you the way she should. Maybe she wasn't there for you when you needed her. I'm sorry if that's you. Please know that's not, that's not your fault. It's the fault of the fallen world that we live in. Your mom had a choice to make, just like Oprah and Ruth did. They had choices to make. And the choices that your mom made, she left a legacy of hurt and pain and abandonment where there should have been love, joy, and gentleness. And I'm sorry that that was your reality. That's what happens in this fallen world. It's not right, but that's the reality. And so God now wants to walk with you and be with you and redeem those years. If your mom's still alive and you don't have that good relationship, I encourage you and challenge you to reach out and try to bring restoration to that before it's too late. Mothers, you have superpowers. <laughs> I've seen it. I watch Tiffany sometimes and the skills she has, the energy that she has, the, the ability she does, and I'm like, if I had half of those, I could probably work four jobs for crying out loud. <laughs> it's wild. You guys are amazing. You, you're amazing, honey. Love you. God has designed you with such a special ability to go above and beyond what you can ever imagine. And as you walk with Jesus, nothing is impossible for you. I want to invite the worship team up as we close. I want to close with the blessing from Ruth chapter 1 verse, excuse me, Ruth chapter 2 verse 12. It's the blessing that Boaz prayed over Ruth as he saw her legacy. It's found in Ruth chapter 2 verse 12. It will be on the screen as well.
We're here today to celebrate because you moms are awesome. Keep up the good work and endure until the end, for the legacy you leave behind is the only thing that will last. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for every single mother here. I thank you for the sacrifices they make. I thank you for the superpowers you've given them. I thank you for the love they pour out every single day, and I pray you'd strengthen them. I pray you'd encourage them. I pray you'd walk with them. I pray a blessing as Boaz played the blessing. Lord, repay these women for what they have done. The full reward would be given to them by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings they have come to take refuge. We pray you make your face shine upon them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen.